You're listening to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast in association with the Limadine Bible Reading Plan and Charles River Church. To have your own copy of this reading plan sent straight to your inbox, you can sign up at charlesriver.lmd.church. For more information about Charles River Church, visit charlesriverchurch.com. We read the whole story to make whole disciples of Jesus. Hey, welcome to Bible Chunks, where we read through the Bible in the chunks or sections based on themes that it was designed to be read in so we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name's Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today we'll be reading Ephesians 1, 1 through 3, 21. 66 verses today. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. For this reason, because I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body the fullness of him who fills all in all. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. 
By grace you've been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you've been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It's the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Therefore, remember that at one time, you Gentiles in the flesh, called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands, remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who are far off and peace to those who are near, for through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father, so then you're no longer strangers and aliens, but your fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place by God, for God, by the Spirit. For this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles, Assuming that you've heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I've written briefly, when you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. To me, though I'm the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God, who created all things, so that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I'm suffering for you, which is for your glory. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen.
Well, Ephesians, as we've read, was written by the Apostle Paul, and it was written while he was in prison. Now, Paul planted the church in Ephesus back in Acts 19, right? and Ephesus was a, a, a huge city in the Roman Empire. It was a Greek city, and it was really kind of the hub of spiritual work. And, and when Paul was there, if you remember, uh, great is Artemis of the Ephesians. Remember the riot that was caused by Paul's preaching there. The, the silversmiths were going out of business because so many Gentiles were turning away from the idols, turning away from the false and demonic gods that they had been worshiping towards the true God and finding adoption as sons into this new family of faith, the church. And that's what Paul now, as a, as a prisoner in Rome, He's writing back to this church that he had planted so many years before, and he's encouraging them in Christ. And the first half of the letter, which we read today, is all about the reminder of the gospel. And then tomorrow, we'll talk about the outworking of what that gospel means for us. But today, it's just this beautiful, concise, deep truth, the deep uh, explanation of what the gospel of Jesus Christ is. And, and kind of what that means for us. And so it starts with this poem, which is one sentence in the Hebrew, uh, where it's blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, all the way through verse 14. So three through 14 is, is one sentence in Hebrew, and it's this beautiful Hebrew poem, or Greek, because uh, he was writing in Greek, but, but this beautiful poem where he kind of goes with all the themes that are going to come into the letter later. And so he goes through that whole thing and, and we have obtained an inheritance having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will so that we who are the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. So he's, he's reminding this Gentile church that they are now as much heirs of Christ as Jews are. So this, if you remember back to Abraham, the, the promised covenant that God had made to Abraham was that through Abraham, his seed would bless the entire world. And now Paul gets to live in the time where that is being fulfilled. And he's over the moon excited about it. And he's counting even his sufferings and his imprisonment as a grace from God that he was able to just go and be the apostle to, to bring this good news to so many people who didn't hear it. And God has now torn down that dividing wall of hostility that stood between Jew and Gentile, that that wall is now gone. And what stands in its place is a unity that all people, the God who made all people is being reconciled. All people are being reconciled back to him by grace through faith. So these people who had been dead in their trespasses and sins, spiritually dead, have now been made alive in Christ, and they are now one in Christ because that wall has come down. And as the apostle, as, as Paul continues to walk through it, he, he talks about how this had been secret. This had been kept close to God's chest for generations, but now he's made it public. And so the Gentiles are as much partakers in the promises of Christ through the gospel as the Jews are. And so that's, uh, that's the, the bulk of this chapter, or, or these three chapters. And then at the very end, he says, for that reason, 
I bow my knee to the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. So he's reminding them that every family on earth is from God. And then his, his desire for the Ephesian church is that they would have the eyes of their heart opened to just know the love that God has for them. And so as we wrap up today, I'd ask you to consider what does this section of scripture tell us about who God is and what he has done? What does it tell you about yourself? And then finally, what was it that the Holy Spirit was stirring up while we were reading? Take those thoughts, turn them into prayers, and we'll be right here again tomorrow. Till then, God bless.